It was a very cruel scene, executed in an unusual manner. Hey, Cruel Coven. Hi, darling dewdrops. My name is Tori. I'm Katie. And this is Cruel and Unusual, your friendly hometown true crime podcast. And this is 2020. 2020. 2020. 2020. 2020. The year where shit really hit the fan and it still isn't even better. Yeah, no. The world's pretty much on fire. I'm just staying at home and trying to get my cat to love me. That's all I do. I'm just out wearing my mask and flaunting my shit around town. No, just kidding. I still get all of my groceries delivered. I only go out for work. Yeah. And appointments. The thing is, that gives us like nothing to fucking talk about. Yeah. So. But don't, never fear. (laughs) We have done our research, even if it's only been a little bit of it. (laughs) Okay. So this whole Wayfair (sighs) trafficking kids thing. The debacle. In case you haven't heard, there's this theory going around the interweb. What? They've heard because I posted about it. I know they've heard, but they're not all in our group. They should be. But in case... You don't know. You've got to know because even if you're not in the group, it's all over the fucking place. It's everywhere. There's a theory going around that the furniture website Wayfair is being used to sex traffic children. Yeah. There's like these $20,000 cabinets and like $10,000 throw pillows and they, they're they like named after missing kids and right. stuff like that. But I don't... I. I don't think they are. I really well, don't. Well, my only thing is, like, there's some really fucking different names on there. Yeah. Why would they be named that? I I'm not know. saying that. that right, like right. A, I'm not saying that, but something is going on. Like, either they got hacked That's, or somebody's, yeah, yeah. like, looking up right. weird and, I mean, names to Obviously, there's a lot of weird named products out there. Yeah, there I really know, but, are. like, one of them was, like, Yuritsa yeah. or something. Like, yeah. that's true. I don't that's know a, about that. The name, I don't know. weird name to, mm-hmm. like come up with right right you know right that's the one thing like i'm not sure about yeah but like we know human trafficking is very real and it happens more than we know more than we realize but like why would they be so blatant about it that's what i was just gonna say i was gonna like if it was that if they really were yeah wayfair yeah if wayfair was really doing this big extravagant child sex ring or sex ring in general mm-hmm. i guess why would they be so forward as to name yeah. cabinets of all things after missing children yeah why would they use their real their you real I mean? names they it would doesn't at least make sense. spell it backwards or something yeah right like what you're not gonna be that mm-hmm. like i've also seen some like very obviously photoshopped images floating around oh i'm sure now that it's like yeah. out. and not to mention like payments would go through a payment gateway and that would be so right. easily traceable. It just right. doesn't seem like, it doesn't seem realistic It doesn't to me. seem smart. No. And I mean, I'll put my entire foot into my mouth if, okay. if I'm wrong yeah. about this. I yeah, mean, I, I will. Mean, my main thing is, is I really hope that it's wrong. Th- I hope it's wrong too. I mean, we still know that it happens. Yeah. It still happens, but I would I rather know. it not be a company that I bought things from. Right. Yeah. There are, there is a theory going around that they were hacked like as revenge for selling furniture to detainment facilities 
where kids really have gone missing. Yeah. So I could see that. I could see that um, too. And that was my yeah. very first yes. thought when I saw that original post mm-hmm. on someone's page. Yeah. I was like, oh, come on. They were hacked. Yeah. Like, come on, people. Don't be so dumb. Right. They were hacked. But then when I like read it, I was like, holy fuck, maybe I'm dumb. But you I feel know? like it was set up to make people think this, to yeah. get them in trouble, to, you know, something. Um, Because it's, it's, it's blatant. That's not something that's hard to figure out yeah. for, you know for someone who's looking into but it. But why hasn't there been any comment on it? I don't know. Do you know that? I don't well, think, there, as of like yesterday, I think, and today is, just so everybody knows, today is Sunday the 12th. Mm-hmm. And I think shit hit the fan, was it Friday? Or was it yesterday? And I don't know. I don't know. But it's been a day or two since shit hit the fan with Wayfair. And mm-hmm. I would think that the company would come out and like make some kind of like, yeah. we are looking into this, please disregard. Yeah. And maybe they mean? have and I didn't see maybe. it. I don't know. But... There is also a rumor that the CEO stepped down. That's not true. And I actually did research into, like, why some of these things would be priced so high. Yeah. Um, some sellers, like, because Wayfair allows third-party sellers, like Amazon, right. like, a lot of different websites do. They'll list products that they don't actually have in stock yet. So just just to get their listing up, to have it ready, right? they'll list it at this, like, super high price because they know no one's going to buy it. They Obviously, they want to have it ready. Yeah, they want it ready to go. And then when they get it in stock, they can just change mm-hmm. the price and everything is good to go. Yeah, and they also use pricing software and like data management software. So it makes it difficult to remove a listing. So if they know that they can't sell, they can't sell something they don't have, but it's easier to just jack the price up so no one buys it than to get the listing down. I just looked it up really quick Mm -hmm. to see if they made a comment. Okay. And this is from businessinsider.com. So that's a legit website, I think. I just said that very confident. I mean... (laughs) Okay, quote, Wayfair on Friday rejected a conspiracy theory involving sex trafficking and expensive cabinets listed on its website. Social media users speculated that the cabinets in question were missing children who could be purchased through Wayfair's website. A Reddit user flagged the cabinets as suspicious on Thursday and posted screenshots of their sale prices between $12,699 and $14,000. So basically, this, this is my opinion and just my assumption reading this article this all started on reddit because somebody was like oh hey these prices are really high which katie just debunked why the prices were so high i mean yeah it's a theory on why they could be so high yeah so i mean it seems like i mean and a lot of times you guys when things start off on reddit they are <laughs> like people who are up at one thirty in the morning because mm-hmm. they have insomnia but maybe it's true we don't know uh, yeah anything is possible yeah. but can i tell you something yes when I first read the article, I thought it meant that the kids were inside the cabinets. And I don't think that's a what it meant. A lot of people did because they're like, oh, look, they're even human-sized cabinets. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's... I think that <laughs> it was supposed to be like that was just a placeholder yeah. for a child. Maybe. And I was just understanding that right. when I well, just read that. Now it's coming out, like I said, about the throw pillows and stuff. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, obviously there's not a child in a throw right. pillow. It just doesn't make sense because they're, they can trace whoever fucking paid for that. Exactly. They can. And then there is um, fucking Zach Baggins. I can't get behind him. I don't know anything about Zach Or Baggins. in front of him, on the side of him, <laughs> above him, or below him. I don't... There's something about him that makes my skin crawl. <laughs> he makes me ill. God. Um, I don't know what it is, and I'm sorry. Apparently, he needed some cadaver dogs to go film his ghosty show at the Tiger King Zoo in Oklahoma. And 
This sounds like it came from the onion. (laughs) (laughs) Did it? (laughs) Is it like a recycled onion thing? No, but apparently the dog zeroed in on what they thought were human remains in the alligator pit. I don't know. I I still haven't watched Tiger King because just the thought of it exhausts me. Just the thought of it makes me want to vomit. Yeah. Um, According (laughs) according to an update from today, (laughs) no human remains were found. They did uncover animal bones that appeared to be that of a small animal with a tail. So, I don't fucking know. A squirrel. Zach, A turtle. A hamster. Why does he need cadaver dogs to film a ghost show? Why does everything he does... Of a ghost. Makes me not believe in the person he is. Haunted boners? What is it? Can someone give me <laughs> something that... Okay, this is my task. We're not okay. <laughs> Can someone please find something that Zach, Zachary did that is actually legit and like proven and send it to me? Because I don't feel like there's anything out there. Because ghosts are not real. But I, I do believe in ghosts. Like myself, I believe in them. But I don't believe in him. <laughs> I don't believe that he's in touch with his ghosty side. With his ghosty side? Yeah, I don't. I believe he knows that he could profit off of it. Oh, yeah. And that's what he's doing. But somebody, here's my task. Someone change my mind about him. Because I'm very open. If somebody wants to change my mind, here I am, ready and willing to change my mind about Zach. I would love to not have these terrible, poor feelings about the man. So that being said, we posted in the group this evening asking for a question. Yes, we're down. And we got a few. I'm just going to scroll. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, Jessica, who has a Daria um, I know. profile <laughs> picture, which I fucking love. Her first question... Oh, wait, actually... Angela was first, and she said top horror movies. I don't know. Angela, that is a tough one. It's a toughie. Top horror movies is hard. I will always love the Halloween franchise. Mm-hmm. That's just one of my favorites. It's one of the most, like, one of the first um, scary movies that I got to watch when I was a kid because my mom yeah. really liked it. Um, so I would say I really think, I don't does that count as horror? Yeah. I think it does, right? Halloween, I would yeah. say the Halloween franchise as a whole. Mm earliest to last yeah well me and you we grew up with um scream yeah all the screams we love that and i know what you did last summer fucking yes. ryan we, felipe katie and i is my daddy katie and i <laughs> there was in our little town there was something called the market and they had the best fucking pizza they had yeah. the best fucking potato wedges that we got bacon ranch to go with potato <laughs> potatoes <laughs> they had potato wedges um, they had the Best selection of magazines, J14, honey. Okay. <laughs> they had Cosmo. Oh, yeah. They had everything our little hearts could desire. They had a bunch of candy bars. Cowtails. An entire row of candy bars. And yeah, we rented our movies there, which is where you're going with this. Yeah. But I remember seeing the striptease <laughs> movie, the cover. I don't remember that. You will. I'm going to show it to you right now. I remember seeing Jaws cover. Yeah, the Jaws covers. I can see that like it was yesterday. It's Demi Moore like this, naked. Yeah, I do remember that. And I remember that was just out there for everyone to see. And I thought it was the most fucking scandalous thing. I like to peek at it. (laughs) Every time I walked by, I had to avert my eyes down to who's on the bottom row. Gotta see fucking Demi Moore. That's hilarious. Naked. Um, I love that you remember that it was on the bottom row too. I do. The the market was just I will never 
that will go down as one of my fondest childhood memories is going to the market. Yes. If there's a heaven, maybe it'll be the market. We used to rent I Know What You Did Last Summer, and I Mm -hmm. still know what you did last summer from the market quite a bit. So I hope that answers your question, Angela. (laughs) Now, Now, Jessica, what is the most useless talent you have? We don't have any talent. I don't have any useful talents. I don't have any talent of any kind. No. I've and s- it's a sore subject. I've been racking my brain. I can't <laughs> come up with one. Fuck. Okay. <sighs> but she did have another question. So it's okay. okay. We can answer this one. All right. What is the dumbest way you've been injured? I was in high school up in my upstairs bedroom. Okay. And right outside of my bedroom door, I had a bookcase with all of my China dolls as a kid from when I was a kid that my grandma bought me. And I got a phone call. So I hear my mom because there were no cell phones in hell. (laughs) So (laughs) yeah, guys, got a phone call on the house phone and my mom's yelling for me. So I open my door and I run down there. I don't know why I was running, but I didn't know that one of the dolls had fallen off the shelf. Oh, no. So I stepped right on its face. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, and we had we had wooden stairs, but we had like carpet pads on them. It was fucking squirting Ew. blood out from like my foot, Who my called heel. You? Jamie. Oh, she needed help. With, she needed help Jamie. with math. God I don't know why she called Jamie. me. <laughs> yeah, squirted blood down every fucking step. We had fourteen oh, steps. I got to the bottom and I go, "Mom, can you come look at this?" She's like, "Oh yeah, you need stitches. Let's go." And she's like, "Let's go." Let's go. Come on. Come on. She was mad. She didn't want to have to take me to the ER. I don't even remember her it now. child. Like, I remember it, like, when I'm thinking about it. Like, yeah. if I'm, like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Memories are coming back, but they're very fuzzy. Something has to trigger them sometimes, or else yeah. I don't have any either. But um, I got seven stitches, and I was in high school, so, you know, you, you fucking walk around the school. You go upstairs. You go downstairs. Yeah. I didn't have any crutches or anything. My, my mom, I'm making her sound like a bitch, but, like, <laughs> she didn't think to, like, ask for, like, crutches or anything and you or, would like, think ask around if anybody had any I could borrow. And no, nope. her mom is a nurse. Yeah, she's a nurse. So you would think that sh- that would be, like, <laughs> oh, like, second nature, you know? Yep. So that's this, probably the stupidest injury I've ever gotten, stepping on a China doll face. So I think that my dumbest injury, I have a couple. One of them would be when I was really little, um, <laughs> I wanted to see what was on the top of my mom's closet. Ooh. And I just saucy. It was probably after I found the fucking Playboy magazine yeah. in the bathroom cabinet. I remember you dragging me in there to show me. <laughs> giant Scary. dicks it was everywhere. Huge. This one. I can still see the one of the man like laying like this. Yeah. And his big dick being like yeah. huge in the air. Um, Scary. <laughs> terrifyingly big. Um, Anyway. So I was probably like hunting around for more secret treasures. Right. <laughs> and I saw something up at the top of her closet. And so I went to pull it down mm-hmm. and I yanked on the sheet and her weights fell on my foot. Oh, I remember this yeah. now. Yeah. Broke a couple of my toes. Oh. Um, and she did get me crutches. For- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Looking for um, those I, fucking dicks. Yeah. And I fucking loved it because I was out of PE. <laughs> yeah. Didn't have to do any of that. Got to sit inside when it was hot out for recess. So it was really nice. Also, another time, I my mom had, my parents 
had a powder blue minivan. And my mom and I, I was sitting behind the driver's seat, Mm -hmm. okay, in the captain's chair. Mm -hmm. We were so fancy and elegant. And (laughs) elegant. (laughs) Yep. And ostentatious. And uh, we both got out. And I must have, like, heaved myself out because I, like, grabbed on and she slammed her door and slammed my hand in there. No. Yeah. That was really bad. And I was in such shock. Yeah. I literally just stood there like this with my hand in the door. I looked at her coming up the sidewalk. I Uh said, Mom. And she turned around and she flipped her shit. Oh, I bet she did. That was a toughie. (laughs) Okay. um, Let me just see. Do we have any other questions oh let me really quickly just read jessica's little uh, for a laugh okay okay actually i'm gonna talk like daria because okay. that's her picture all right for a laugh i'm only five three so i have to stand in a chair to reach above my refrigerator trying to clean it off while standing on a chair i must have leaned too far left the chair tipped and down i went i fell straight <laughs> down landing oh. on my feet Thought I was good, but I landed on one of the chair legs, bruising the bottom of my foot, and my shin scraped the leg on my way down. Ouch. Huge bruise on my shin for two weeks. How'd that? How's that? Was that, that was good? pretty Daria ish. Yeah. Okay. Um, ow. Hello. Yeah. Not what were good. you thinking? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Were that you sucks. looking for porno mags yeah. too? <laughs> were you looking for big dicks, Jess? <laughs> what were you doing? Were you were you and I doing the same damn thing? I don't know how old you are. I think mine was like circa 97 or 98. I don't know. Terrible. Um, And I think there's like three or four more, but I just wanted to do the first two. Yeah, we'll save the other ones for... Because we're going to need more QOTs. Our next episode. Yeah. So this week on the pod, what are we talking about, Katie? Since we're still kind of researching some of the other more current stuff and waiting for more info, we're just going to do some old, old time... Old time murders. I don't Old know what you did. Old time rock and roll, honey. Yeah. Not that murder is ever light. Right. But we wanted to do something that wasn't so recent and heavy. Yeah. I'm going to start off with a quote. It is a murder case that was heartbreaking and horrifying. 25 years ago, as of 2014, in one of the most talked about tragedies in Detroit, Michigan history, 28-year-old Lawrence J. Delisle of Lincoln Park drove his speeding Ford LTD station wagon down a dead-end street in Wyandotte, catapulting the car into the deep, dark water of the Detroit River. End quote. Now, I'm going to call Lawrence Larry, because that's what he goes by quite a bit. Now, Larry was not alone, unfortunately, in his car. His wife and four babies were also in the car. Spoiler alert, not everyone survived. Let's talk a little bit about Lair Bear. So Larry was actually a mechanic. Mm. He specialized in brakes and front ends. He and his wife met a little bit prior to his 18th birthday and just fell head over heels in love. They ended up having four children because they were psychotic. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No. They ended up having four beautiful little babies. They were all so fucking cute. Uh, We'll have a picture. I already saved it. Just, I can't stand children cases hurt my soul. Mm -hmm. Me too. These four little innocent babies were just these beautiful little pumpkin spice latte little beings. (laughs) Um, Now, on August 3rd, The family went shopping for beds for the girls' room. Everything was going really well. Everybody was in good moods. Afterward, they went to this place called Bob Joe's to get ice cream. Larry had said that his leg had been bothering him for, quote, the last few hours, end Mm. quote. 
Apparently, it had been like cramping up and stuff, so he ended up taking his shoes off when he started to drive again. His daughter wanted to go down to see the boats, like on in the river, and apparently they had done it the night before, so like that was on her mind. Like that's what kids, kids get like fixated on something right. and they want to do it. So yeah. that's totally plausible, at least I think. Kids never forget if you say, no. oh, maybe next time. Yep. They're never going to They're forget. on that shit. They know. You don't say shit to kids that you don't mean. It's cataloged Fuck. in their brains forever. Ugh. So Larry was Larry and his wife are like, oh, fuck yeah, we're going to go. Let's go see the boat. So mm-hmm. they go down there and they wait for a boat. However, no boats were coming through and their youngest baby was teething. Mm. Let me just tell you something I know a little bit about teething because I'm going through it right now. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that makes your head spin. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I it's understand true. if that baby was in that car screaming and crying and teething, I'm sure they wanted to not sit around and wait for right. a boat. No, you they wanted go to the like go, go and comfort the baby and make the baby feel better right so the mom was like hey can we go over to the store real quick i don't know if she wanted to get some like tylenol or something maybe Mm -hmm. so larry was like sure they go to the store and after they left the store larry said that he misjudged the turn on the way back and he had a horrible leg cramp his foot stomped down on the gas and he reached down to pull it off and the car didn't slow down fuck the wife ended up reaching over, grabbing the steering wheel. She yanked it hard to the right. Larry tried to regain control, but the street ended and he just didn't have enough time. It was only seven seconds from when he lost control until he went airborne and plunged the car into the water. Yeah, that's nothing. Mm-hmm. That's seven no seconds. Time. Yeah. Can you imagine? Like, I just want you all to close your eyes for a beat. Got them closed? Katie, they're, you got yours closed. closed. Okay. Imagine the last time that you had like a little mini panic attack freak out moment. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like when was it? Do you, uh, Mine was earlier today. <laughs> I could say that every day. I just like, I know how fast that goes. Yeah. Like just imagine, keep your eyes closed. Imagine <laughs> the last time that that happened. Do you think, okay, open them. Do you really think that seven seconds is that long? No. 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 It happens like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Especially like when you're fucking driving. Yeah. Imagine losing control of your car. Yeah. I'm sure that's happened to everybody. Has anyone, anyone out there, have you ever had the accelerator get stuck? Like I've never, and I'm scared. Now, Dan Galeski was one of the detectives or cops. He was somebody on the force. He was on the site within five minutes. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. He reported that the taillights were still visible under the water. And at first, it wasn't even fully submerged. You know how, like, when they plunge, it goes nose first? Yeah. Um, Larry had said that he doesn't really remember much. He says that it all happened really quickly. The next thing he knew after plunging into the water was that he was above the water, treading it, and he saw the tailgate of the car sticking up out of the water. He heard his wife cry out and felt hope. Mm. The pictures are fucking horrifying, you guys. If you ever do one thing for me, please do not look at these pictures. Don't do it. There's no, like, blood or gore or anything like that, but... it's just heartbreaking yeah. because okay so there's these black and white photos of rescuers bringing the children out of the water mm. it was just fucking sickening i don't want anyone to go look for them just right. please don't please please don't it's absolutely the most horrible thing i've ever seen because you just know yeah you know what i mean yeah and there's like people in the water handing people in boats these babies mm-hmm. 
and it's just something you don't want to see and I'm just saving you from it okay so moving on I thought this was kind of a strange thing but it was found out that the babies passed away in the opposite order that they were born oh really isn't that weird Aww. like the exact opposite order. that's that's weird though yeah yeah there was a witness to this accident her name is Beverly Lake and she lived on the 11th floor of this big high-rise like apartment thing mm-hmm. and she was out on the balcony the night that it happened she said she heard a quote roar and the car crashed through the barricade end quote at the river wow so it was like this dead-end street and then there was a barricade yeah and i'll talk a little bit more about her later now larry said that everything happened so fast he didn't know where his legs or his feet were like mm-hmm. he said that at first he was like what the hell is going on like so- somehow the accelerator got stuck right and then he was like i put my left leg over and tried to f- like unstick it and then i was trying to hit the brake with my left foot and it kept slipping off and then i was like oh something is stuck there and it was just and just imagine seven seconds right that is no time no when you're already panicking and right you can't think you can't think so like i said all four babies passed away larry and his wife survived hmm. um his wife got um thrown a little bit down river oh really but she was obviously they they rescued her too yeah Now, very, very, very soon after the four children passed away, the media came to their home to do an interview, a televised interview. Oh, wow. They were, like, sitting outside on this, like, old-looking lawn chairs. Whose idea was that? Right after their, all of their kids just died? Uh God. They neither really expressed much emotion, and this is when the media became very suspicious. Mm -hmm. Now, we've seen interviews where people are blubbering idiots and they killed their kids yeah and then we've seen idiots and then we've seen (laughs) interviews where they are incredibly stoic Mm -hmm. and very well spoken yeah and they didn't do it right and we've seen it the opposite way too so it's very hard to fucking judge you can't go off of that because it's especially not that soon right you know what i mean so but the media did the press of fucking course. ate it up. Mm-hmm. The entire town was against these people. Yeah. There's like news clips um, and like video clips of people in the town being like, that bitch should fry. And she knew that her husband was going to do that. Oh, And God. how could you do that to your kids? It, it, there was, it's really nasty. Now, not long after this happened, they asked Larry to come into the station to take a polygraph test. John Paul Mader was the one who was like this big cop who was known for being this expert confession getter. Ooh. <laughs> Do you like that title I gave him? Ooh, John Paul. Yeah. He was a cocky son of a bitch. Yeah. And he still is because he was in this documentary that I watched. I can do this and I can do that and I can get anyone to to admit to anything. I'm like, you're not really making yourself look okay. That great. I'm sure you're good at your job, but he said that there was no really, there was no anger, there was no real big emotional response from mm-hmm. Larry. Um, the one thing that I thought was a little bit weird. Larry said, "quote I guess I kicked a shoe off and it got stuck or something like that on mm-hmm. on the gas pedal or but underneath." He had it. already said that his shoes were off. That's the one inconsistency that I found. Yeah. Okay. But that could have been a misspeaking. It could. That yeah. could have been him being like so fucking yeah. flabbergasted. How well are you really going to remember what exactly, exactly happened? Exactly. I don't know what's happening when I'm just. Sitting I don't know here. what's happening right now. Yeah. No. But that's just the one weird thing that I found. Yeah. But he could have just meant like, I guess I kicked a shoe 
in the way or Mm -hmm. over. You know what I mean? Yeah. The detective that was giving him this polygraph test, he was like talking very smoothly like this. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you know, Larry, you had a really poor excuse for a role model. You, you know, you saw how your dad killed himself and he took the easy way out. So as you guys, I'm sure that you don't know this, but Larry's dad killed himself in the car that Larry drove off the road in. Oh, wow. Yeah, there was literally still bloodstains in that really? vehicle. Oh, no. People are like, that's so fucking weird. Why would you keep it? And I agree. However, this family did not have that much money. Yeah, you... It wasn't yeah. probably like an option to go out and get a new car. Yeah. I mean, not... It, they weren't you like need a car, well you off. have a car. You yeah, know, exactly. That's what you do. He was a mechanic. He worked yeah. like at an auto body shop. Not that that's a bad job, but there's not a lot of... Yeah. Auto body shops, at least around here, that you make a ton right. of money. Well, a lot of them, you have to, like, book a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. It's not like you get paid just by the hour or a salary. Right. This detective's like, you know, your dad took the easy way out. Maybe that's what you did, too. You can just let me know, because that would clear a lot of things up. Mm-hmm. He was just talking in a very smooth tone. You know how they're, they are. They're yeah. trying to get you to confess without coercing anything, technically. Mm-hmm. But they are. Right, right. And at one point, Larry was like, quote, I'm no murderer, end quote. Mm -hmm. His wife stood by him, which is very important to know, because like, let's just put ourselves in her shoes, right? Yeah. I know damn well, it doesn't matter how much I love my husband, Mm -hmm. if I think even if I have even an inkling that he may have done that on purpose, I'm done. Yeah. I will ruin you. But she stood by him. She was adamant about the fact that there was no fucking way that Larry would have done anything to even potentially Mm -hmm. hurt her or their children. And you think about it, they've got four kids in the car. Yeah. They're driving. There's a baby probably fucking screaming. The, The kids were little. You know they're all being fucking loud as hell. Yeah, that's what kids do. You're, you know, you're stressed out. You want to get home or get to where you're going because the baby. It's, it's a lot. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. It's a lot with one. Yeah. Um, and also apparently he had said he had a bad day at work Mm -hmm. and he was having leg cramps. Like his leg was all fucked up. Like it's just, I can see it. Yeah. And the media just continued to go the fuck in on them. As they do. Now, Michael Abramsky, a forensic psychologist, says that the technique that the detective used was incredibly unethical, which ding, 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 we could have told you that. Mm -hmm. Larry had a 10th grade education and had just lost four of his fucking children while driving the car. So you can only fucking imagine like number one. You are not in the same educational level as the person who is, like, quizzing you, basically. Right, right. There's nothing wrong with having a 10th grade education, but you have to be at least somewhere there. Because the the detective was saying things... What was the first thing he said? And there were some words that he was saying mm-hmm. that Larry was like, what do you mean by that? Yeah. And, oh, he called him astute. Oh. The detective was like, oh, you know, if you did this as a way out, mm-hmm. you know, that's very astute of you. And he was like, what do you mean by that? Like, he, yeah. he just didn't know some of the things right. he was saying. Right, right. So, number one, that's fucked up. Yeah. Number two, he literally just lost four babies. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not in your right fucking mind. No. You're distraught. No. And you're dealing with the stress of being accused exactly of, of and you were the one them. driving the car right you and know you, what i mean the guilt so, the, yeah even if it's the grief. not your f- and even if it's not done intentionally yeah you were the one driving the car right, right. so i can only imagine how it would feel yeah you know now four hours in the detective said and quote you aren't telling the truth or are you a father who has been so traumatized by a mistake or are you a liar who did something purposely and you're trying to cover it up 
end quote. He said something, the detective, said something about the pitch of the baby's cry. And the, the detective said something along the lines of, you know, one time I threatened my daughter that I would tie her in a garbage bag. Oh, I was like, damn, kid, shut up. The crying was just like, an, in, it was just fucking crazy. Oh, he was trying to get him to be yeah. like, yeah, I couldn't take it anymore. I did yep. it. I did it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm sure he never said that to his kid or maybe he did. But the whole reason that he was saying that was to get him to be like, yeah, that's exactly how I was feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, and he didn't. He did not. Yeah. And then the detective was like, quote, it took a special kind of courage to keep your whole family together. And you did. Oh, my God. You're very astute perceptive intelligent and larry was like well i'm just going by what you're saying yeah you know what i mean like oh and then the detective said something along the lines of this might be a little bit off but something like within each of us there's a demon and it's when we deny that he exists that it comes up behind us Hmm. (sighs) and then like he kept trying to get larry to think that something more was behind this yeah and larry said you know if something snapped inside of me i really want to know about it oh. isn't that fucking heartbreaking yeah like he was starting that's like the trying point, to figure it out that he was starting to believe that he, yeah. there was something more that he was doing oh man six hours in the detective said quote were you just trying to scare your wife end quote what? And larry said i didn't want to hurt her or the kids it was just a stupid mistake the interrogation lasted nearly 12 hours right after his children had died wow um the detective was using like these hypnotic voice techniques the rhythm of his voice mm-hmm. um it, he was just doing everything he could to make him comfortable at ease put him in this almost like this fucking trance looking thing like yeah. if you look at the tapes he at towards the end he was literally just like this like he looked dead yeah with his eyes open oh my god that's how like in a fucking trance he yeah looked. he looked like he was hypnotized yeah and then put that on top of not sleeping yeah and being in shock it, yeah man i'm really defending this guy i hope he didn't do it <laughs> there was a lot of back and forth mm-hmm. all in all they basically said that they got a confession from him because the detective was like something along the lines of like so when you started driving that car you had intentions on going into the river mm and he said at first that we would get really close and slam on the brakes a hundred feet before i tried to stop and i couldn't get my foot up i just froze Hmm. and he then the detective said again did you have intentions to go into the river and he said no but i might as well have oh wow so it was almost like basically what michael abramsky said was that everything that he said was parroted so it was just shit that he they had been spewed at him for 12 hours yeah that he finally just repeated back because it was 12 hours of this right so it wasn't even an actual confession no, but they not. took it and they went to the media it was and enough they said for them he, yeah yeah they took it and they went to the media and they said that he confessed so it went out in the papers yeah of course and then at the end of the interrogation he said quote people like me should just be locked up forever i guess end quote so they literally made this man believe that he did it on purpose so after the interrogation he was arrested he was charged immediately with four counts of murder and one count of attempted murder police held a news conference and said that he had confessed even though seeing what i saw on those tapes he really didn't Mm -hmm. and a trial ensued it was said that the trial should be moved to a different city because it was a small place there was bias oh yeah the media was flipping out the townspeople were freaking out but it didn't get moved oh god Uh uh-huh the trial lasted eight days. A number of witnesses were called to testify. I think 12, right around 12. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Beverly from earlier was a key witness. She was in this documentary I watched. She looked like a self-righteous prick. Like she was yeah. so high and mighty that she saw this happen. Mm-hmm. You know, like she was so needed. Now, Beverly was very adamant that he did it on purpose. Very adamant. Because he, he wasn't breaking at all. Well, that's what he said. He wasn't breaking. He could. He said he couldn't. Yes. Right? Yeah. Okay, Bev. So, okay, Bev. Good. Ding, ding, ding. Thank you. Yeah. There but was I mean, a- you have to like think about seeing it from her point of view too yeah that's probably was what it looked like now there was a boat out on the water that night i guess it had floated like after they had left originally Mm -hmm. because they had said that there wasn't one but then there was one at the time of the accident the witness on the boat said that he saw larry pop up from under the water almost immediately when the car sunk he never went back down to try and find anyone else and he stayed in one spot treading water larry said he couldn't swim so maybe he couldn't go back down Maybe. I don't know. I feel like if I can't fucking swim, I would do... I still would. I would try. Yeah. Yeah. My children. Right. I wouldn't care. But in the moment, I don't know how I can judge. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what I would do. I would like to think my ass would be under there doing anything I could. Right. Both the prosecution and the defense studied the actual car. Like, they pulled it out of the river, and they both did their investigations on the car. Mm -hmm. One in 21 times, the choke stuck. Now, the choke, I had to ask my husband what the fuck Yeah, I don't know was. what that is. Because when I was doing my research, he walked by. He was like, why the fuck would that matter? And I go, what do you mean? Like, what, can you give me some insight? Because he went to school for, um, like, building parts of some kind or something. And he worked <laughs> on cars a lot when he was a kid. Yeah, yeah. So he knows, and I trust him. He told me that the choke holds the idle up, whatever the fuck that means. It opens something in the carburetor, and then it keeps the RPMs up higher so it doesn't die out. Sure. Okay. Okay. All right. Whatever. Got it. <laughs> um, but Rory said that that wouldn't do shit to control the car. Like, okay. it, to his ability to control the car. Mm-hmm. So, like, once the car is actually going, that shouldn't matter. Okay. However, the defense in their investigation of the car said there was a kink in the accelerator cable. The throttle plates were scraping on the inside of the carburetor. And the engine mount was broken. So I guess all of those things, especially combined, could do something. But wouldn't he know that if he was a mechanic? Wouldn't he? I'm getting there. Okay. Now, the car was actually tested, like I said, and out of 21 times, the accelerator did stick, I guess, one time. Okay. So I don't know if that's different in the choke or not, but it doesn't matter. One out of 21 times, something happened that could indicate potentially he's telling the truth. That's one out of 21 times. That's, so it doesn't yeah. seem like a lot, but it only takes one. That's not beyond a shadow of a doubt. Right. Um, exactly. Now, my only thing with any of this is the fact that he is a brakes and front end specialist. Yeah. So you would think that he would know exactly, like, to pull the parking brake or to do something. Yeah. You would think that he would know what to do. But, like we've said, maybe it just all happened so quickly. Yeah. Maybe he thought the water was the best place he could go. Maybe there was built, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, who knows? I'm, I freeze up. Mm-hmm. I haven't been in a situation that bad, but yeah, I either. just I just fucking freeze because uh-huh. I don't I don't know. Well, the other day we were driving down to see my mom for her birthday, and there was a car in front of me that kept acting like a fucking loser, mm-hmm. and they kept like swerving out into the middle and On going their back. Yeah, and there was a car coming towards us, mm-hmm. and they were over the fucking center line, and the car either wasn't paying attention coming towards us or was just thinking that they're going to go back over. Yeah, yeah, and they were. Uh, inches from fucking colliding and uh. i wasn't even i was just yeah keep going you yeah. know what i mean like uh-huh. i've always thought like maybe i'll swerve off to the side yeah i didn't do anything yeah i was frozen 
So I understand that. Right. And he said he froze. Now, one of the detectives said, quote, if there was any emotion shown by this man at all, it was about his car. End quote. Mm. Come on. Some people just don't show. I don't show real emotion a lot. Yeah. Right. Now, Suzanne, his wife, said that the engine would race at times. It wasn't mm. uncommon. This was an older vehicle. Yeah. It had been through a lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Now, during the trial, it was very quick, like the deliberation period, and they found Larry guilty on all counts. Wow. A lot of the people, like on his team, said that he was absolutely convicted before the trial even began. I'm sure. All in all. He received five terms in prison with no parole. Wow. Five life sentences. Yeah. Um, after the trial, even the judge said he wasn't sure and had serious doubts if it was a fair trial. Yeah. Even the judge. That's hard. That makes you think, like, if it was a judge, if it, if it wasn't, like, a jury trial, mm-hmm. what would have happened? Right. If it was you just up, yeah. Um, so he is serving his five sentences in Lakeland Correctional Facility. Um, at one point, Larry had said that he's always been incredibly, like, hypercritical of himself, which I understand. Mm-hmm. And that's why he just accepted blame. Because he was like, yeah, I'm fucking awful. This is the worst. Like, I yeah. can't. You know what I mean? Like, he felt I like would he be the same way. Probably felt like he needed to atone. Right. No matter what. Right. Now, at this point, in, 2020, in 2020, 2020, he has exhausted all of his appeals. And he was he got divorced in 1995, which was about five-ish years after the accident happened. Yeah. And the family and everybody has lost contact with her yeah. ever since that. Uh, she's probably just ruined. Oh, I'm sure. God. I'm sure. I, I can't even. Just a couple quick tidbits I wanted to put in here. It's It was found that the model of the vehicle he had been driving, the Ford, um, was proven to have faulty motor parts and self-acceleration issues. Mm. Yeah. I mean, hello, ring-a-ding-ding. Yeah. There it is. Also, I ended up going like spiraling <laughs> down a <laughs> uh, thread on Reddit. Mm-hmm. I want to just read this to play devil's advocate. Okay. This is all a big ass quote. Okay. I think he's guilty. I'm going to read it with a snooty attitude because that's how I picture it. Okay. I think he's guilty. The detective told them specifically multiple times he was free to go. That was like during the interrogation. He's like, if you don't agree with something I say, mm-hmm. you can go. But if you're not guilty, right. well, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't go. Right. I feel like that would make me I would want to like stay and clear my yeah. name. Carrying on. He didn't have to listen if he didn't like what he heard. What? <laughs> uh-huh. With the other ones, the detectives was putting, was more putting words in the person's mouth. They didn't show anything like that in this interrogation. Also, why in the hell didn't he grab the kid in the front? The car seat was between them. And why not try to get the kids out? A car doesn't sink instantly. They never say he or she even tried a little bit to get the kids out. You'd have to tie my ass up because I'd be swimming back down there for my babies. Even if I couldn't go deep, I'd try. That's what they all say. (laughs) (laughs) In In the video of him coming to the surface after the car sunk, not once did he say, my kids are down there. Help, please. My kids are down there like anyone would do. Also, even when the people testing the car had the accelerator stick, they were still able to hold the car still with the brakes or something because the guy said the people were running all around the car, popped open the hood to look in, and the guy turned the car off. So even if the accelerator did stuck, (laughs) that's what it says, they were able to stop it by hitting the brake. You could easily hit the brake with your left foot. Much harder and ridiculous to hit the gas with your left foot. Why did he even do that? And how does your shoe get stuck on the gas pedal? (laughs) valid and how does your shoe get stuck on the gas pedal i don't buy it you slam on your brakes so quick with both feet when someone pulls out in front of you and you almost hit them 
I've never slammed on the brakes with both feet. No. Have you? No. <laughs> okay. Anyway, carrying on. Um, you slam and turn the wheel without even a split second thought. And then you go, holy shit. LOL. I'm just saying. End quote. <laughs> okay. Um, I understand some of what she's saying. I understand that when you're thinking clearly and you don't have seven seconds to make a yeah. decision. Yeah. You can say, oh, I would just do this. I would just do that. Mm-hmm. But maybe he was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What is yeah. going on? What is going on? Yeah. Trying to, like, correct the issue. Uh-huh. You know? Right. Maybe yeah. he overcorrected the issue. Right. Yeah. I mean, some some valid points to argue, but. Yes. There were definitely some valid things in there. Yeah. But if I were to have to tell my opinion mm-hmm. right now, based on the research that I did, I would say that I do not think that he is guilty of wanting to kill his family. Yeah. I don't think so either. That's just my gut. Because thought. you don't know that they're going to die when you drive your car into exactly. the water. And also... You don't know that you're going to die. You don't know exactly. that anybody's going to die. They were saying that... A lot of people were saying that it was a murder-suicide like plot type of thing mm-hmm. because they were saying that he was casing the area. Like, a lot of times when people are going to do something like that, mm-hmm. they'll go a couple of times and just test the waters, no pun intended. Yeah. And... But he had, they had said that it was because their daughter wanted to see the boat. Right. That's not that seems like a, a weird plausible thing. thing yeah, to me, yeah. You know, so but of course they use that against him too, right? So God, that's so fucking but, sad. Yeah, that is the really sad, awful, terrible, horrifyingly, shockingly terrible. I already said terrible story of Larry Delisle, his wife, and the four babies that died. We're going way back now to 1800s England. Lila, are you listening? <laughs> This is the story of Mary Percy, a jealous, scorned lover, or Jill the Ripper. Ooh, (laughs) I feel like I've heard her name. (laughs) I didn't know this story, but it's a good one. All of our, our listeners over there probably know this one, I'm sure. Mary Percy was born Mary Eleanor Wheeler in London in 1866. Not much is known about her childhood, just because it was so long ago. There's really nothing out there. But from what I did find, it doesn't seem like she had a good time when she was a kid. In 1882, when Mary was 16, her dad was pretty severely injured at work. Um, He ended up dying just two days later. Oh, no. Dad. Yeah. This prompted Mary, her mom, and her older sister to move to Kentish Town. Oh. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Kentish Town. Town. Kentish Town. Kentish Town. After living there for a few years, she ran into the man of her dreams, a carpenter by the name of John Charles Percy. Ooh. Now, I Mary... assume she gets married to him because <laughs> that's her last name. Oh, well. Mary moved in with John at about the age of 19, and even though they never married... What? Yeah. I wonder, like, how well that worked out for them back then. Like, living together, yeah. but not being married. And taking on his last name, mm, but not being married. Mm, yep, yep. Hmm. Even though they didn't marry, she took his last name and became known as Mary Percy. I wonder why they didn't get married. Well, he kicked her out because she kept cheating on him. Oh. She liked the men. Okay. Um, but she kept the last name Percy, even though they never married. 
It's just, it's weird. I think she was, like, attached to him. You'll see. Yeah. Now, Mary was known to have suffered from various mental illnesses, such as severe depression, maybe even epilepsy, because she was known to have seizures. She self-medicated by drinking very heavily. Ooh. She even attempted suicide on at least two different occasions. Oh, Mary. It's said that the death of her father, like, really, really hit her very hard, and she was just never the same after he died. I'm going to show you a picture of Mare Bear so you know what oh, we're God. what we're working with here. Oh, Mare. Yeah. Okay. She That's, looks like a nice woman. Yeah. She's not. She kind of looks like a troubled woman. Mm-hmm. There's something in her eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Now, Mary did not work, which I don't think would have been too strange for the time period. But remember, the family lost the male head of their household, their breadwinner, so to speak. So Mary took matters into her own hands by taking money from wealthy men. Okay. So, if I had to do it, I would totally do it that way. Like, you saucy little Robin Hood. Yeah. Okay. She spent a lot of time in the company of these men, and she would have male visitors on a regular basis. So, she was a sex worker. Mm -hmm. One of these guys was a man named Charles. Charles rented some rooms for Mary on Priory Street. Priory Street. Basically, he was paying her rent. I'm sure she had to screw him for it, and it wasn't out of the kindness of his own heart. But he only visited her about once a week. So this left Mary plenty of time to see other boy toys. She had a lot of admirers. Frank Samuel Hogg was perhaps the man who liked her the most. And he was her favorite, too. Oh, favorite. Yeah. Frank owned his own furniture moving business, and he was always well-dressed, so he quickly became, you know, he was top of her list. Yeah. But Mr. Frankie Hogg was married to a woman named Phoebe. Oh, Phoebe. Yeah. Frank and Phoebe were married when Phoebe was already three months pregnant. Scandal, scandal. And they had their little baby girl sometime in the summer of 19, of 1889. The little girl was named Phoebe after her mother. I love that. Mm Mm-hmm. They, they you don't hear do that, that more often. often. Yeah, you hear like, God. oh, I named my son Kenneth. It's it's Kenneth the Third. It's the bloodline. Well, mine's Tory the Second. <laughs> Not as good as Tory the First, but still pretty damn cool. <laughs> now Frank and Mary had been seeing each other. I put fucking. <laughs> for, oh no. For a while before he was married, while he was married, probably while Phoebe Junior was being birthed. Aww, and Phoebe. Mary's like. Like, the rational part of her brain, she knew it wasn't right. The irrational part of her brain was all, but he's handsome and wears cool clothes, and he looks after Phoebe and Junior, and I want that too. I want a golden goose, Daddy. I want it now. I want it now. (laughs) So on the morning of October 24th, 1890, Mary asked this random little boy if he could do her a small favor. Okay. She wanted this boy to deliver a letter to her friend, Mrs. Phoebe Hogg. Oh, God. Inviting her over for afternoon tea. Does she, do they spell it H-O-G? Two G's. Oh, okay. So she paid this little turd boy a penny. <laughs> and a penny? Yeah. Aww. It was probably a lot. He could buy like six candies. And he went on his merry way to deliver the note. To her mister's wife. Wife. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Phoebe got the note, and her and Baby Junior left the hog house around 4 p.m. Later on that evening, a neighbor of Mary's reported that she'd heard something that sounded like glass shattering coming from Mary's house. Ooh. This neighbor, yeah. This neighbor yelled over the fence, asking if every everything was okay, but no one called back. 
That very same night at 7 o'clock p.m., a man coming home from work found the body of a woman lying on the pavement in a pile of trash on Crossfield Road in Hempstead. Okay, what about the baby? We'll get to the baby. Okay, come on. Her head was wrapped in a sweater. Not the baby. This woman. Her head was wrapped in a sweater, and when the sweater was taken off, her face was just all covered in blood. Mutilated? It was covered in blood. Her throat was cut so severely that she was almost decapitated. Oh, God. She was taken to the morgue where they found that her skull had been crushed. No. And she had bruises that told them that she had put up a a fight. She had defensive wounds. Good. I'm glad she did. Mm -hmm. When police went to inspect the area in which the body was found, they figured... Well, there's not enough blood here, so she must have been killed somewhere else. But to find out who killed this woman and where and why, they had to identify the body first. Okay. About a mile from where the body was dumped, they found a stroller. This stroller was absolutely soaked in blood. Oh, God, no. Yeah. The next morning, the body of an 18-month-old baby was found. Fuck. The baby girl had died of suffocation. Shut up. Mm -hmm. I hate Mary. When Frank Hogg realized that his wife and baby were missing, he went to his sister Clara's house, grabbed her, and together they went to the police to file a report. After that, Frank asked Clara if he would go to Mary Percy's house and ask her if she'd seen Phoebe or the baby. And of course, Mary's like, oh dear, nope, haven't seen them. I have a question. Yes. Did Phoebe know Mary? Yeah. So they knew of each other. Just, that's why she... Did Phoebe know Mary was fucking her husband? I think so. God. I think they were both aware of each other, yeah. And mm-hmm. she just went willy-nilly. If they didn't know... If she was being, like, naive and didn't know that her husband was having sex with Mary, she did know that he knew Mary. Phoebe knew Mary. Maybe she thought they were friends or that it was, like, a family friend. God. But they knew of each other, yeah. I, I fucking hate her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mary. Yep, yep, yep. I'm really upset about this. Like, I'm sorry, what? Yeah. How? So, listen to this. You didn't have to do that. I know. Mary agreed to go to the morgue with Clara to see if the woman that they found murdered the day before was Phoebe. So, they went, and they go into the room, and Mary's like, no, that's not Phoebe. And she told Clara, don't look, don't open your eyes. But Clara was like, "Uh uh-uh, bitch, I don't know you. I don't trust you. So, she did look. And she saw that the murdered woman was, in fact, her sister-in-law, Phoebe Hogg. Oh, my God. So, police informed Frank that his wife had been brutally murdered. And Frank didn't really seem too terribly upset. But, you know, once again, we don't know what, you know, was going through his head. So, they're like, suspect, you're a suspect. They searched the Hogg house, but they didn't find much of anything as far as evidence. Every time you say Hogg house, I think like a a a pigsty. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, an actual pen with pigs. (laughs) But they did find this random key that didn't fit any of the locks at their house. At the Hogg house. Yes, at the Hogg house. So Frank, knowing that he couldn't talk his way out of it, he told them that the key was for a door at Mary Percy's house. They're like, uh, why would you have a key to this woman's house? Like, are you perhaps fucking her? And Frank admitted that he was, indeed. This put Mary smack dab in the middle of their radar, and they went to talk to her because, you know, being the other woman and all would give her a motive. When they got to Mary's house, they found blood all over the kitchen. Oh, along with a bloody carving knife and a fire poker. They also found two broken windows and a rug that she had attempted to scrub the blood out of. Remember the neighbor that heard the glass shattering? 
Mary was acting like a scary bitch. Okay. Like she did. Like she, she looked in that picture. Listen. While, while the police were searching her house, she sat at her piano, playing it, singing, and loudly whistling. That's, that's terrifying. That's to not me. right. That's terrifying. In her me. like 1800s uh-huh. like dress that's terrifying. and shit. I can, I'm going to have a nightmare tonight. No, no, Mary. In case you guys don't, don't know, it's after 10 p.m., which is way past my bedtime. Yes. And I'm going to have nightmares about this tonight. Mary. 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 She told them that the blood came from mice that she mice. had been killing. She had a God. mice problem and she was just killing them left and right. And she was just leaving yeah. shit all over the uh-huh. place. Yep, with a carving knife. Uh-huh. Detective Inspector Bannister mm. was like, are you fucking kidding me, lady? You're under no. arrest. <laughs> Mary, you're under arrest. Are you fucking kidding me, lady? Are you lady? fucking kidding me? You're under arrest. Mary. That's what he did. <laughs> She was charged with the murders of Phoebe and Phoebe Jr. N- none of these called her Phoebe Jr. That's just me because I think it's cute. Oh. Okay. Um, when they actually searched her body, they found Mary's body. Like her, they searched her clothes and, uh-huh. you know, they found blood on her clothes, scratches all over her hands. And she was even wearing two no. wedding rings. I fucking knew you were going to say that. Yeah. One was Phoebe's. And Mary wasn't married, so hmm. So who was the other one? I either she bought it for herself or he bought it for her. Or I don't. I don't know. She was held in jail until her trial started at the Old Bailey, which is the Central Criminal Court of England and Wales. I had to look that up because it sounded like important. The Old Bailey. <laughs> it sounded to me like it was like a liquor. The Old Bailey. Yeah. Oh, I got sick off the Old Bailey once. <laughs> On December 1st, 1980 is when her trial started. Okay. She pled not guilty. The prosecution used letters written between her and Frank, proclaiming her deep, deep, heartachingly passionate love for him. Oh, God. They used that as her motive. She didn't want to share Frankie with Phoebe anymore. No. No. Not anymore. My Frank Hogg. Witnesses that testified said they'd seen Mary on the evening of the murders pushing a stroller that had a heavy load in it. No. You're going to fucking hate this. I'm going to hate it. You're going to yell at me. The prosecution suggested that baby Phoebe died due to being suffocated under the weight of her mother's body on top of her in the stroller. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. Those buggies must be pretty big. I think so. I, I, think I, so. I oh god I just picture them like this right yeah like the ones where you, like you're looking right at the baby yeah. I think I think oh my god yeah Mary's defense attorney basically said Fuck that your defense yeah. attorney Mary yeah they said that everything was just circumstantial and that it would have been impossible for a woman of Mary's size and build to inflict such horrible injuries Fuck okay you. it was Mary with the carving knife in her kitchen you don't know shit about shit fuck off during the trial mary didn't say a damn thing and she kind of just sat there being mary of course she did the trial lasted three days and after yeah after less than an hour of deliberation the jury found her guilty good when they asked i bitch yeah when they asked if mary had anything to say any reason why the court shouldn't give her the death penalty she said quote i say i'm innocent of this charge end quote i say you're full of shit yeah Mr. Justice Denman sentenced her to death by hanging, and Ooh. there weren't any appeals back then. Okay. Um, there was a solicitor who tried to save her by saying that she wasn't in her right mind at the time of the murders, and 
<laughs> they were even able to get her an inquiry under the Criminal Lunatics Act, but after a doctor spent an hour evaluating her, they found her perfectly sane. Ooh. And so she awaited her execution at Newgate Prison. Frank was even given permission to come see her one last time. Why the fuck would he want to? And that got her hot in the crotch, but oh. he, he didn't. He never showed up. Good. Mm. Okay. Good. You know what I yeah. fucking love? Good. She was, she was just waiting for her lover to yeah. come right. see her, and he didn't fucking come because nope. he didn't want you. No. Nope. He wanted Phoebe and Phoebe. Yep. Mary. Mary. <sighs> she never did confess to the murders, and on Tuesday, December 23rd, 1893, she was taken to the gallows and hanged in front of a crowd of 300 people. When they raised the black flag to signal that the execution had been carried out, the crowd cheered. Yeah, I bet they fucking did. Mary Percy was buried in an unmarked grave on the prison grounds. Madame Tussauds, you know, the wax museums? Uh They even had a model of her made. And they they bought the bloody stroller from Frank and put them in their chamber of horrors. So in 1939, an author named William Stewart was like, what if Mary Percy was Jack the Ripper? There was no Reddit back then, okay? Yeah, he had to write right. a book about it. Um, Detective Aberline, you know, the one that was yeah. famous for the Ripper case, he even said that he thought the person murdering women in the Whitechapel District of London could have been a woman. His idea was that a midwife was the only type of woman capable of killing in such a gory way. And there were rumors that Mary Kelly, one of the Ripper's victims, could have been pregnant. A midwife would have access to someone's homes and no one would think twice about seeing a midwife covered in blood. But um, this kind of put Mary Percy at the top of the suspect list under this theory, but there was never any evidence that Mary was a midwife. And autopsies have shown no evidence that any of the Ripper victims were pregnant. Um, Most of the mutilation of the Ripper victims was done post-mortem, meaning that the killer probably wouldn't be as covered in blood as they thought. And I just wanted to throw this in here because if you look up Mary Percy, it's all like Jill the Ripper, Jill the Ripper. There's a lot of theories about, about her. But if anything, it shows that women are capable of brutally murdering people. Fuck people yeah, we know are. that nowadays but back then like it makes you wonder how many women got away with murder oh i'm sure you know i'm sure because it Crazy. could have been the woman right wow totally totally can jesus be. yeah so that's the story of mary percy i didn't know that i didn't know that one either Mm-mm. i know i've heard that name but probably just in in relation to jill the ripper all right are you reading watching or listening to anything not really i'm i'm trying to make my way through my arc of make me hate you <laughs> third Which, week in a row <laughs> yeah and i just am i love it yeah i'm just, I, know. I just don't fucking have time i, know, I, I wish know. i did and i don't it's been a week a it, week it has been a little doozy for me um watching i watched this movie on hulu called inside oh and it was a little strange it's about this pregnant woman who is driving a vehicle and crashes head on into another vehicle oh. and her husband or fiance or boyfriend is sitting in the passenger seat he dies but she and the baby live and then this woman starts like stalking her in her home oh wow yeah it's kind of a little bit strange and a little bit predictable mm-hmm. but i watched it anyway yeah what about you reading watching listening uh nope still reading twisted circles i'm watching um endless videos of things being crushed by a big hydraulic press yeah that's very satisfying Mm -hmm. i like that um i'm reading a lot of uh ranker lists i think facebook knows that like my bedtime is 2 a.m so they start putting all these ranker lists in my feed because i know i'm going to click on them and read them just spooky shit and weird maybe i should start watching the that the shit getting 
squished when I'm having yeah. my panic attacks. You should. I'll just see if it works. I'll start sending you some on Snapchat. And I can just save them. See how they make you feel. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Watching I'll Be Gone in the Dark tonight when I get home. Yes, good yeah. idea. Very good. It's so good. It's yeah, so, it really, so fucking truly good. is. Yes, Michelle yes, McNamara yes, yes. was a fucking champion. Legend. And I wish that she could have seen him plead guilty. A legend. Fuck. A brilliant legend. Yes. <laughs> All right, guys. If you want to send us an email, send us a story, a recommendation, anything, you can do that at cruelandunusualthepod at gmail.com. You can go see our Instagram at cruelandunusualthepod. I tweet at cruel unusual pod if you want to see our source material stuff about the episodes and the podcast and some books you can go to www.cruelinkmedia.com hey it's so embarrassing but i can't not do we can't not do it <laughs> we have to do we it. have to do it now i'm sorry it's just a fucking yeah. cheer come join our facebook group that is cruel and unusual the group cruel and unusual colon the group i just got the dirtiest look <laughs> on facebook <laughs> You guys, in all seriousness, I fucking love our Facebook group community. Yeah, you guys I do are too. so I do too. good. <laughs> I'm and like I look forward to like when I see the notification pop up my mm-hmm. pop up on my phone that like I just get super excited when I see on my lock screen mm-hmm. a notification that someone posted in the group. I, love I get it. I get hot in the crotch. I just fucking love it. I love it. It's fun in there. You guys come join us. Everybody's welcome. We love you all. Everyone's welcome into the cruel coven. Yeah. You can check out our Patreon. If we had we should shout them out. We've got new patrons. Two new Duh. patrons. Tara. Hi, Tara. Hey, Tara. And? And Leslie. Tara and Leslie. Thank you for joining the motherfucking Cruel Coven over on Patreon. Thank you for supporting the pod. Yes, thank you so much for supporting us. It means the whole world and Uranus. And the universe. All right. We love you. We love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.